Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. We have gotten to number 30. Yay! Super excited that you are with me listening to this podcast, to just all these experts, all these beautiful souls who are coming on here and sharing their knowledge, their wisdom, their stories. Hope you are being inspired, encouraged to just go out there and just be your best self. So today I have attorney Nazira Hawkshaw, who is here to share her wisdom, her knowledge, her story with us, and just share some tips, some legal tips, some legal information that sometimes as creatives we tend to cringe at at least I do my brain kind of tries to freeze on me uh, when I hear all the legal things that I need to do to protect my business so Nazira is here to share with us some of the information that we need to know legally on how to protect our business as we start and grow our businesses so enjoy episode 30 of the perfectly imperfect podcast Guys, welcome again to the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. This is your host, Leslie Regalado, and I am super excited about today's conversation. Our guest today is Nazaira Hawkshaw, and she is a lawyer, which um, I was just telling her that I'm excited to learn more about all the legal stuff with a new business in sight. I think it's really, really important to learn all the ins and outs of what legal things can have <laughs> and do to you or do, you know. Um, have to do with your business. So Nazaira is a virtual attorney, which means the world is her office or her oyster. And she's based out of sunny LA. I was actually born in LA. <laughs> um, being virtual helps Nazaira save on traditional costs of running a law firm and allows her to pass on those savings to her clients while providing top quality services. So your legal fees are not keeping you up at night. As a creative entrepreneur and small business owner herself, Nazira loves working with startups and creative professionals and has represented clients in cannabis, technology, design, fashion, and entertainment. She is one of the first attorneys to successfully obtain federal trademark protection in the cannabis industry. Nazira was named in the Daily Journal's Top Women Entrepreneurs for 2017. Since 2015, she has been recognized as a Super Lawyers Rising Star in Southern California for intellectual property, an award that's awarded only to 2.5% of attorneys in the region. She is often featured in legal outlets as an expert in intellectual property and recently served on on the board of directors of the South Asian Bar Association of Southern California. Nazira holds the honor of being both a California attorney and a barrister in England and Wales. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, you did. Okay, having been called to the bar at Lincoln's Inn in London, she attended the University of Southern California Gold School of Law, where she was awarded the Dean's Merit Scholarship. In the UK, she received law degrees from BPP Law School in Leeds and Northumbria University, graduating with honors in Newcastle. Okay, when I was reading this, Nazira, I'm not kidding you. I was like, what? <laughs> lawyer here, lawyer there. Like that's, I mean, a lawyer in any place one time is good enough for yeah. me. But, you know, double, that's 
pretty exciting. So <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. Um, I would love for you to share a little bit more about yourself. Like I was mentioning earlier, some personal life stuff. Um, so the listeners can get to know not only the professional side, but a little bit more about you as well. Sure. Well, hi, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And hello to all the listeners. Um, a little bit about my personal life. Well, I recently got married um, and my husband and I are just settling down now in Los Angeles with our pet cat, Kiba. So during my spare time, uh, I love spending time with my family, my friends. I love traveling. And that was one of the reasons also why I decided to have a virtual practice is so I could travel the world, explore different cultures, and at the same time, maintain a, you know, a, a workable professional life. So yeah, that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. And uh, also, I love um, medieval fantasies. So the Witcher, Game of Thrones, I'm a big dork that way. I love watching those shows. <laughs> That's awesome. My kids and my husband watch it. I still to this day, I'm like, what? <laughs> but, you know, I think there's like those two opposites where it's like, what in the world is going on? And there's those that are like geeked out about it because there's yeah. a ton of people that are geeked out about it. So you're definitely yeah. not alone. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Share a little bit about your areas of expertise, because I do want people to understand kind of, you know, professionally, um, also like what your expertise is in, because I think it's really interesting. Um, and I didn't want to read it because obviously that's that's your thing. And I want you to share a little bit more about like, what is it that you do as a lawyer? Um, yeah, um, sure. So uh, my area of expertise, um, I started off uh, as an intellectual property attorney. So what that means is I do trademarks, copyrights, trade secrets, all of that. Um, so anything to do with uh, brand protection and building your brand. So whenever you have a brand and you have a name, a logo, a brand identity that you want to protect and also scale, we do that through trademarks. If you are a content creator, if you're, you know, making designs or any kind of creative expressions uh, that's where copyrights come into play so I help with that and uh, now I've also ventured into the world of uh, e-commerce e compliance so anything to do with online businesses starting from your privacy policies terms and conditions and how you actually um, you know manage and store data um, and stay in compliance of the internet laws um, so yeah that's pretty much what I do primarily but of course when you're working with business owners with these things other things come up as well so I do a lot of business contracts and uh, business formation as well and just advising businesses to stay compliant with uh, with current laws and regulations so yeah those would be my areas of expertise in a nutshell that's awesome now do you think there's a lot yeah. of people that are entrepreneurs that have no idea that they really need legal help because it sounds like I'm listening to you and I'm like, that all makes so much sense of mm -hmm. why you would need someone, a professional to really guide you and um, just teach you, you know, what to do and what not to do and yeah. protect you and all that good stuff. But I think a lot of times you hear the word lawyer and it's like, oh, crap, <laughs> you know that, like you said, like I mentioned earlier, that's a number one, it's a lot of money. Number two, it's like, it's a little, um, not scary, but just intimidating even. Right. Especially when you're first starting, just, you know, like, like you're just trying to start a small business and just kind of testing the waters. Exactly. Um, how important is it, in your opinion, Azira, for, for you to get legal help, like from the very beginning? Do you think someone needs it right away or do you think 
you know, as they, if they start growing their business, they should get legal help. Like what's your recommendation? Um, I think it's definitely good to know what you're doing, you know, uh, because every decision you make in a business, starting from the decision to just form a business, it has legal consequences. Like you can't get out of that, you know. Um, so when you're starting off a business, depending on what kind of business it is, and uh, I'm going to just, you know, get, uh, just pick an example that say, for example, say you have a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're starting the podcast, some things to consider are um, you have to, first of all, you should get a registration in your city, in your state, just to let them know that, okay, hey, guys, I'm starting a business. This is my, you know, business uh, documents. This is going to be the name of my company. Even if you're not going to form a company and if you're starting off just by yourself, um, you still need to file the appropriate paperwork with your city and your state. That, that comes in handy when you're filing your taxes. Then after that, the other step is when you start a business, uh, for example, this podcast, um, if you pick a name for the podcast, right, um, straight away, whenever you're in the creative mode, you don't really think about the practical implications. That is, someone else might have a name that is similar to yours, the same podcast name, mm -hmm. and maybe that person has a trademark registration. Now, if you start a podcast with a name that is similar to a registered trademark, they can stop you from continuing with that name. They'll say, hey, you know, I have a trademark registration, which means I'm the only one who's allowed to have a podcast with this name. You can't have it. So say you're already in, I don't know, maybe season two of your podcast, mm -hmm. right? And you've, you have a following, you, you know, you've built your audience and now you have to face this decision that, oh my God, I probably can't keep using this name. Then you have to change your name. You have to change the branding, so this is something that, you know, happens quite a lot. And it's just podcast as an example, but it can be with any service, any product. Uh, generally, entrepreneurs, you know, when they're in the creative flow, don't think about these things. But these are really essential things to think about. Also, the, you know, the flip side of it is, say you have a name and logo that you're, you know, building a whole brand centered on that. Um, you want to be able to protect it, too. So maybe you want to file a trademark application to get the mark registered. So other people name your logo to, you know, it's kind of like piggyback off of your goodwill mm -hmm. and start selling their products and services. This also helps you maintain your quality and your reputation that, okay, this particular uh, brand name means that, you know, I'm going to get excellent uh, content from them or, you know, something like that. So it's essential for those reasons. The other things are, which I've seen are quite common, is no written contracts. So when you're going into business, you'll, you know, you'll think of like hiring, say, a graphic designer um, to just work on the graphics um, for your social media or for your website. And you think, OK, this person is just coming on. You know, I'm just going to agree on certain basic terms like this is what I'm going to pay the person. Uh, this is when the uh delivery is due and then that's it but there's so many other things that can go wrong you know in the relationship itself that you know what if you're not happy with what what kind of graphics are designing how do you get out of that or you know if there is a you know dispute with the invoice how do you settle that so these things come up quite a bit but you know this the only way you can address all those issues are through a written contract and the same goes if you're, you know, if you're taking on clients, if you don't, if you're not clear about 
what are the services you're providing, how long you'll provide it for, what are the goals, how do you get out of the contract if you're unhappy with it, um, if you have a dispute, where are you going to decide this dispute? Say you're based in, for example, Chicago and your client is based in Miami. Where are you going to decide the dispute? You know, what what law will take effect? And these are things that, you know, we don't like thinking about these things because these are unhappy <laughs> things. But <laughs> yes, my brain is about yeah. to slow girl. I'm like, I want, I need to know yeah. all this stuff. But my head is like, yeah, don't <laughs> tell me anymore. Because, <laughs> you know, like you said, when you're in yeah. creative mode, most of us that are more creative than anything else, like we're, that's our happy place, you know, creating and exactly. forming all these ideas into like our reality. And then when you start talking about yeah. all the real stuff, legal stuff, <laughs> yes. yeah, that's when like our brain totally wants to shut down. Although we need to not allow it to, because I'm listening to you and I'm like, oh my goodness, like I didn't do any of that. Like, Thank God my other business is literally just getting yeah. started. So I will definitely mm-hmm. take all that advice to heart. But, yeah. you know, like my podcast. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, no, <laughs> no, I didn't do any of that. So I'm like, crap. <laughs> but anyways, um, so, yeah. so, go, okay. So I'll let you continue. So with the contracts and all that, that. Yeah. These are like some of the most basic things, like, you know, your business formation by itself, you know, that your foundation that are, do you have the proper, Uh, you know, registration documents, permits to be able to have a business. And it's not difficult at all. You can do this all online. But just the fact that you know about it, you know, gives you that kind of confidence and power that, okay, I know that this is what I have to do. So I'll go and do it. Um, And, you know, like these things like protecting your intellectual property, which as any content creator, if you're putting out any kind of content, that's the backbone of your business. You want to protect it, you want to enforce it. And if you have registrations, like trademark copyright registrations, you're able to license it out. You know, you're able to sell it. You're able to monetize it. So all of that kind of helps. And contracts, definitely any kind of relationship you're getting into, you should have at least a basic written contract in place. This is all put into place to, you know, help you as a business owner to protect your own business and to also scale your business. And um, so that's one of the reasons why I feel that from the very beginning, it's important to have access to a lawyer. And I know lawyer, whenever you hear lawyer, you think, oh, my God, they are going to be really expensive or really scary or just intimidating to work with. But I would say times have changed. Um, Like there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of lawyers now like myself and I know my other colleagues who are in the online digital space. And. Our approach to law is very different. You know, it's not the old stuffy law office that you think of anymore. Most of the law offices that, you know, operate in the digital space are more accessible, are more friendly. You know, it's more geared towards online entrepreneurs. Um, And the whole aim is to just be able to provide that kind of service or that kind of information to new entrepreneurs. So you're not left in the dark. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, as as a as a new on you know new entrepreneur as, or as someone who is operating on the digital space, it's so important to just know these things are in place. And um, also, the other thing that I want to touch on is, um, as all of us are moving onto the d- digital space more and more now, everything is more online. Um, we have to be compliant with internet laws. And whenever we think about internet laws, we don't know what that is, but it's basically 
privacy policies, terms and conditions. And these are so crucial. Whenever you're collecting any kind of data, even if it is, you know, an email address for people to subscribe to your newsletter, you have to be compliant with certain laws. Like, how are you managing that information? What are you doing with it? Are you selling it? Are you keeping it? You know, all of these things, like, again, like, it's not something you want to think about, but Every time you collect a piece of information, you're legally obligated to store it properly and, you know, have it in a way where if someone, if the, if the person whose information you're collecting, if they want access to it, you should be able to provide them access. So, you know, all of these things are pretty important and they can make or break a business. And so I feel that, you know, going back to your question, that it's very, very important that you have access to um, if not a lawyer on your retainer, not that, but just if you have access to legal information and legal resources, it'll make such a big difference to your business because it doesn't even have to be overwhelming. These are all like steps you can take like one step at a time. And it just helps you as a business owner stay compliant and you have the peace of mind that, hey, I'm not violating any laws. I won't be stuck with a penalty. And also I'm not infringing on anyone else's intellectual property rights. You know, it's just a matter of peace of mind as well, I feel. Right. No, it's, you're right. Like, I'm listening to you. And, you know, like I said, my brain's kind of trying to explode. But at the same time, it's like, (laughs) you know, this is important stuff. Like, if you want to build a successful business, Mm -hmm. sooner or later, you're going to have to deal with all of this. So might as well start off from the very beginning and kind of get used to it and be very familiar Mm -hmm. with all this information because it's obviously necessary. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so allow me to interrupt just for a couple minutes. I am just here to personally invite you to to head on over to Facebook groups and in the search bar, type in We Lead Society. That's W-E space L-E-A-D space S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. It's a Facebook group that I recently created and is just a community of phenomenal women that are just ready to embrace all of their greatness, all of their power to just, you know, just live their best life. That's really my desire for you is that whatever tools, whatever advice, whatever I share from my own experiences, that somehow it blesses you to, you know, inspires you to go out there and really just give whatever the heck you want to give a try to give it a try because I believe that you will never know unless you try so for the woman who knows she was created for greatness and is ready to believe she's ready to trust and to take action right away you are the reason that we lead society was created we lead helps women like yourself discover the exciting possibilities that are available and waiting for you we understand that you are ready to believe in yourself more than ever before. We know that you are ready to hold on to your vision and trust the process because now you know that when you do the work, the results do come. You, we are here to just cheer you on and celebrate you as you let go of all the excuses and do whatever is necessary to move you closer and closer to your goals. We are ready and here to teach you unique daily habits and behaviors that can have life-changing impact in all areas of your life. We will offer you personalized action steps that will lead you to discovering how powerful you truly are. You will learn that you can 
cannot fail. You only learn, grow, and become better and and better every single day. So I pray and hope that you know you head on over right away. You click on join once you find the Facebook group, and I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting there for you. I'll be waiting there to share everything that I invest so much time, energy, and money to learn because I want. Whatever I've experienced, whatever wisdom and knowledge I've gained over the last 15 plus years of my self-growth journey, I hope that it takes you a fraction of the time to learn and develop and just, you know, become the best version of you a lot faster. I want you to be bigger and better and everything be faster for you because that's the whole idea that as we grow and we learn and we share that wisdom and that knowledge with others, that it could somehow help them out, help them get to their goal to, you know, from point A to point B a lot faster. So I'll be waiting for you. Head on over to We Lead Society and click join. I mean, I can hear a ton of passion behind all of the words that you're sharing with us. Um, What are you most passionate about, you know, when it comes to the work that you do for creative entrepreneurs and small business owners? Um, yeah, sure. So I think like, I'm not a good artist or painter myself. But uh, I've always been kind of artistically inclined. I used to be, uh, I used to, uh, you know, dance when I was in school, like, you know, in, in groups, and uh, we used to put up little <laughs> dance recitals. And I think I've always been kind of, you know, drawn to the art world and in the world of creative expressions. And it lights me up, honestly, especially when I work with uh, entrepreneurs who are in the creative industry um, and they're putting out content They're They're trying to make the world a better place. You know, they're putting out beautiful uh, content out into the world. And when I can help them, you know, turn their idea and concept into a proper functioning business and I see them scale it honestly just lights me up. Like that just makes me so happy because I feel that, oh my God, you know, I had a part in, I had a part in that mm-hmm. too. Like, I, like, even if that's not my business, I feel like, oh, that I contributed there as well. Um, so I would say like, that is the main passion that I have because I, I see so many creative entrepreneurs with such great ideas, um, you know, and they, they want to implement it. They want to make it into a reality. They even start off, but it ends up, being less of a business and more of something that they're just passionate about Mm -hmm. doing and I want to help them sort of get out of it because in order to have a functioning business you need to have the legal part sorted out there's like no two ways about Mm it Um, otherwise you're just stuck at a basic level you know you're not going to scale so I, I think like for me like that's what drives me that because I love art I love this world of creative expressions I want to help other people who are in this industry uh, you know, turn their dreams and ideas into an actual business. So I would say that's where my passion comes from. That's awesome. And you're definitely filling a void, yeah. um, in my opinion, that was very vacant. You know, I've never heard of, and I'm mm-hmm. sure there is out there. I just, again, you know, that's yeah. not something that I've looked into yet until right now that we're talking. But I think it's such a big void that you're filling and the other people in your same um, industry that are filling because like you said, more and more, you know, businesses are going virtual. So they're online mm-hmm. and all of this information, like we have to learn it, <laughs> you know, otherwise we can yeah. really lose what we're working so hard towards overnight. Exactly. And, you know, we definitely exactly. don't want that. Now, some of the obstacles, I do want to talk about that because obviously you're a business owner as well. You're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and 
I always kind of, I, I love hearing people's stories of not only like what excites them about what they do, you know, why they do it, but really like what are some of the obstacles that have come your way and how have you had to overcome it? And, you know, just learning that process, because I think in any area, if we're, you know, independent business owners, entrepreneurs, we have certain obstacles that are kind of common. And I think hearing someone else's approach to how they overcame that obstacle is always, you know, something that can be helpful. So for you, um, Nazaria, what are some of the hurdles or obstacles that you have faced and how have you been able to overcome those? Sure. Um, so I think one of the biggest obstacles I faced was myself. It was <laughs> honestly my mindset. When I started off, I was so clueless. Um, I knew that I was just, you know, fed up of uh, working in the corporate world. That That's what drove me to go uh, solo and start my own virtual practice. I didn't want to be in that uh, environment anymore. Um, but I didn't know how to start my own virtual practice. You know, I never thought that I was going to go down this route. So a lot of the obstacles was kind of from my own mindset I just thought I was going to fail mm. honestly and there were there were many nights where I would just cry like what am I doing how am I going to do this oh my god I'm so silly I should go back to my job um, so but it was that and um, the way I overcame it I think was it was it was literally it was time you know there was no like magic like one day I woke up and I decided I'm amazing I'm confident <laughs> I'm strong no it wasn't that it was it took months honestly it took like a good three four months for me to um, uh, have the confidence that I, I can do it because when I was not feeling confident there was no way I was reaching out to other people to tell them that hey guys you know I I started my business like I wasn't even doing that I was just you know, trying to figure something out on my own, which wasn't really helping me. And so I was kind of getting myself stuck. Um, but with, you know, with watching, you know, other people, like I used to watch a lot of Murray Forleo's, mm -hmm. uh, Murray Forleo TV, then Amy Porterfield. Um, and I used to listen to different podcasts, which, uh, which really helped. And it kind of like, you know, it's almost like someone else was telling me that, it's okay. It, it sucks now, but it gets better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's how it was. And then I, and, and then once I kind of got over the whole fear factor myself, and I was like, no, I can do this, ideas started popping in my head. Because up until that point, there were no ideas. I was just basically sitting and crying. <laughs> but after that, you know, ideas started coming to me that, okay, I should reach out to my current uh, network of attorneys. And uh, let them know, because I have so many friends who are attorneys and they're all, you know, still working in the corporate world. And maybe they have uh, clients that, you know, need help and cannot afford the budget of, you know, going full on for a downtown Los Angeles law firm, but they still need legal help. So I started reaching out to my current network of attorneys and I let them know, like, hey, guys, you know, I've started my own practice and I only do flat fee and subscription based um, services. So it's easier for someone who cannot afford, say, to pay six, seven hundred dollars an hour for, uh, you know, like big law firms. I can actually help those clients and I can help them um, in these certain in certain areas. So I picked, you know, my specific areas of practice and I let them know. And actually, I started getting a lot of, uh, you know, emails from these attorneys saying, hey, yeah, there's someone we can refer. Yeah, that's great. 
or we'll let them know I actually have a client, this and that. And that's how I started getting my first few clients. It was just by reaching out and letting my uh, other attorney friends know who a lot of people would think should be your competition. But I thought like, no, that's my network. I need to tap into Absolutely. it. And yeah. And, you know, they sent me the referrals and that gave me even more confidence that, oh, wow. So people are taking me seriously. This is a serious business. <laughs> and it was literally like that. Like, yeah, like that's how. And then, you know, one thing led to another. And, you know, now by the grace of God, I'm doing I'm doing good. There's a steady um, flow of work. But it it all all came from uh, referrals. I still haven't done any paid marketing yet that's my next hurdle that I have to get past that's amazing though um, I mean just the, yeah. the courage <laughs> to get out of your own way you know I think we yeah. all have to sooner or later face that obstacle which like you said it's just us I mean there's it, mm -hmm. it's not even people saying anything or doing anything it's more of our belief system and trying to switch that into being something positive for ourselves exactly. because I think yeah. anytime we're going to start something new even if we have years of experience in a similar field unfortunately you know the doubts and the insecurities of maybe past you know failures or mm -hmm. whatnot can come up and you know yeah. I love what you did where you started plugging in into different resources yeah. that we're gonna you knew we're gonna help change and switch up and improve your mindset which obviously exactly. you know led you to actually taking action Mm -hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that you definitely have to be very, very proud of because, you know, so I, I meet with, I meet a lot of people and even in my previous business, a lot of people that just fear stops them right in their tracks. Like they're not mm -hmm. even willing to really embrace the fact that it's just them holding themselves back and the fact that they have to work on their own mindset. And once they do that, like you said, it's not, like you weren't doing anything. It was just sitting there, yeah. you know, trying like freaking out about what was going on and trying to figure things out. But the minute you yeah. change that into a moving forward kind of mindset, things started happening. Why? Because you obviously took action. So the results right. started coming. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so another thing that I wanted to ask you that I always wonder when people start businesses is, was there anything that almost stopped you? from actually pursuing this obviously you know working in a law firm like I don't know like I hear the word lawyer and yeah it is a little intimidating because <laughs> you know you just you, my idea of a lawyer is probably what more most people's ideas of a lawyer is it's they're intimidating they're like kind of harsh they're like these strong personalities yeah. <laughs> you know like they're not like you like I could talk to you you know so yeah. I love I absolutely love what you said earlier when you said you know it's like this this world of uh, this legal part of the uh, of the world it's so yeah. embracing and it's so like you know like you can actually feel comfortable mm -hmm. so yeah was there anything that you know besides the fear of you know what would happen or what wouldn't happen was there anything else that almost held you back from actually pursuing um going solo in your business um I think it was like yeah I almost stopped because I decided to go solo right after I got married. So, um, you know, obviously there were expenses and all of that. So it was the very practical 
aspect of starting your business that, okay, you're st- I'm starting my business with a depleting savings account, <laughs> which is something I strongly advise against now. <laughs> right. Now that you've gone that, through it. <laughs> yeah. Now that I've gone through it, I'm like, oh, I should, <laughs> oh, what did I do? But, you know, it paid off. But uh, at that point, it almost did stop me because I was looking at my bank account and I thought, okay, um, maybe I can pull this on for three months after that it's you know things will start getting pretty bad because right after a big wedding like it's things take you know things take a toll Mm -hmm. I wasn't really mentally prepared about starting a business I was busy with the wedding and then it was right after the wedding that I decided on a whim like this is what I'm going to do and because I didn't prepare for it if I had known like six months down the line I'm going to quit my job and this is what I'm going to do I think I would have been much more prepared but it was just that it was the financial aspect that almost stopped me that okay I might not have enough savings that I thought I should have if I wanted to start my own business but uh, then again you know I just thought about okay it's either this or I'm gonna go back to my job where I was kind of unhappy and I wasn't really I wasn't really you know feeling inspired or passionate about it and I was just not happy there so it's like it's either that or I take a chance and I do this and then we'll see what happens and then I told myself like okay for three four months I am down in the dumps Um, I'm just gonna go back to my old job that's it and and you know like that was kind of like the deadline I gave myself to but yeah that did kind of make me think twice about my decision of like whether or not I should do this right now if now is the correct time Mm -hmm. And I, and I was going to ask you that question, you know, I was going to mention that when you said that you gave yourself that limit of three months, because obviously financially, that's what you were allowed, you know, to take. Uh And I think that is such a powerful tool that sometimes we Mm -hmm. unconsciously, unconsciously have, um, that we can use because if you would have had six months to a year, you know, of financial security, I, I feel like sometimes we just relax a little bit more. And we don't push ourselves to do all of those uncomfortable things that in your case, like you were, you knew, you know, you were coming down to maybe like the last bit of time that you had. And it was like, all right, (laughs) like what, like I need to do something. And that's where that idea of let me plug in, you know, let me reach out to your network. I mean, that's stuff that maybe wouldn't have happened um, if you wouldn't have been in that situation of like, all right, like we're coming down to the end. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was, you know, like, it was it was literally almost towards the end of that time that I had these ideas that oh why why didn't I just reach out to my friends right they're they're all really well connected (laughs) they have actual clients well you know what I think once Um, you take that those action steps in retrospective you look back and you're like that was like super simple it was so common sense you know I mean it just it was such a logical step to take like what the heck was I doing like why didn't I do it sooner but I think all those fears and insecurities and doubts really overwhelm our minds our thoughts everything our you know it's it's almost like they we're like in a cage and we can't do anything about Mm -hmm. it because it's so overwhelming to even think about it because yeah I mean I've been there and you kind of you're paralyzed Exactly. With all yeah. of it you, going you can't on. think. Right. You can't yeah. think. And once you figure it out, it's like, the thing is, is once you take that one little action, it's like action cures fear every single day of the week. Just do something yeah. and it just moves that mm-hmm. needle forward just a little bit more. Um, exactly. Okay. So just to kind of wrap things up, because I want to definitely respect your time. Um, what are three things that you wish you would have known when you got started, you know, 
with all of it. What are three things that maybe you would love to, if you could go back in time and tell yourself Mm -hmm. three things, what would be the three pieces of advice that you would share with the younger Nazira that started this business? Okay, so the three things. All right. So the first thing I think I would tell myself is that you have to stay positive and you have to take very intentional steps. You can't do random things. (laughs) There has to be a plan. I think like that would be the first thing I would tell myself. Um, The second thing I think I would uh, tell myself was, uh, again, I think it has to do with personal development that, you know, listen to more of those podcasts that are inspiring and, you know, that are strategy based that gives you practical business tips and advice. Um, And then the third thing I would tell myself would uh, probably be that, you know, not to be afraid of the financial aspect, but to figure it out in the sense to look at the finances and see if there's a small business loan that you can take, which would ease things, or maybe you can refinance your student loans, which would ease things a bit. You know, that that is something that I really wish I knew or I I mean, I know now, but like even then, I think I knew, but it just didn't cross my mind Mm -hmm. that I could have eased the financial burden maybe a little bit if I just thought like, okay, how can I refinance or how can I, you know, move some things around? So I would say like, these would be the three things that I would tell the younger Nazaira. Like you'd be in a much happier state, Nazaira, (laughs) if you follow these three. Right. Your mental health would be so much better. (laughs) It would be so much better. Well, because I think they all tie together. You know, you mentioning like having a plan, you know, I think it all ties Mm -hmm. with really stepping back and looking at the bigger picture and okay, what can I do to ease things here to make things better there to move things forward there. But you know what, at the same time, I always think about this, there's times in our lives where we just like, there's something in our gut that tells us take action now, like do it now. Mm -hmm. And even though our brain is saying you're crazy girl, stop, like halt, (laughs) you know, don't go there. Like in our gut, we just know we have to. And maybe that just was it. You know, who knows where you would have been if you would have actually stepped back, looked at the bigger picture and maybe paused a bit, you know, because you might have still been in that first step. And but look at yourself Mm -hmm. now, you know, you're so much more advanced and so much more you you move things forward so much more than you would have if you maybe possibly could have stepped back. So You know, like I always ask that question because, you know, I think it's something that, you know, all of us wish we could do, you know, kind of step back a little and move, you know, go back a few years and say, girl, you can do this. You're good. You're awesome. But at the same time, it's like, you know, things happen for a reason. I'm a big believer in that. And we just have to when we feel in our gut that it's the right time, that it's the right thing to do, even when everything else and everyone else is telling us that it's like the most craziest thing that we're about to, you know, embark on. Like we just have to take that step of faith and just you know find out for ourselves absolutely I totally agree like everything happens for a reason and uh, all those fear the doubts the nerves you know that kind of I think helped in the end (laughs) to just push things forward (laughs) absolutely Absolutely. oh my gosh thank you so much Nazira I think this is such a great conversation um, to have for all entrepreneurs, for all business owners. It's such an important thing. So my question, or I guess, yeah, my question for you, my last question is where can people go to, you know, connect with you? Because 
again, I'm going to be someone that's definitely going to be reaching out because I have questions and definitely, you know, need help as I get this new business started. But for anyone else that would like to connect with you, where can they go? You know, how can they find you? So I just launched my Instagram account. Again, that took me a while. (laughs) So that was also one of my mental, (laughs) mental obstacles. I just launched my Instagram account. It's at IP Law Boutique. So that's I-P-L-A-W-B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E. Um, and Facebook is the same. You can find the Facebook business page at IP Law Boutique. Uh, and my website is uh, www.nhlegal.net. Um, so yeah, those are, the, those are the three main ways you can uh, contact me. Um, and also my email is nazaira at nhlegal.net. Um, so yeah, the, I'm, you know, I'm on social media now and um, I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited to be actually sharing um, informational content with uh, the people who are engaging with me on social media. So I, I'd love to connect with your audience there. Awesome. Definitely. And I'll go ahead and link or put all those links up together in with the description of the episode. So people can just click on that and find you. So again, Zyra, thank you so much for your time, for all the information and knowledge that you have shared and definitely look forward to connecting with you outside of this episode. Absolutely. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I hope you truly enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family. Make sure you rate the episode and the podcast and also make sure you leave a review. Thank you again so much for listening to Perfectly Imperfect.